listening to me? What do you want to do with your life? I want to rock. Welcome to Rock Talk, the podcast where we talk rock and roll all night and podcast every day. We are your hosts, John Otney. And Colin Westman. And we are back after our lengthy summer hiatus. I don't even know if we did a single episode over the summer. Uh, what was the last one we did? I have no idea. Maybe album covers? Yeah, that sounds right. That a long time ago. Did you have a good summer? Did you have a <laughs> summer? T- <laughs> it's easier to ask in November. I don't even remember the summer. Did you have, tell me this ago. though, tell me this though. Did you have your number one summer jam? Oh, fuck. I don't know. I forgot to have one. <laughs> I mean, it's, again, it's November. Uh, yeah, yeah. Do you remember what you were really into three months ago? Um, hmm. No. <laughs> you know the song I was super into, but I guess it was really more of like almost October, so it doesn't even count, so why are we even talking about it? But we went when we went to go see Mandy with Nicolas Cage, and that uh, movie opens with that King Crimson song, Starless. Yeah. I must have listened to that song like a hundred times after we saw that movie. <laughs> I was obsessed with it for just weeks, mm-hmm. and I really tried to get into King Crimson, but I couldn't at all. <laughs> it was just a mess of. I just I don't like prog rock really. Like we did a whole episode yeah. where we were talking about like genres that we couldn't really get into, and prog I just rock. don't think it's ever going to happen. It's hard. Yeah. Even that song is like ten minutes long, and it's like it's good for like four minutes, <laughs> maybe five. It has like super sweet guitar. Also, I found it hilarious. I didn't know that like a bunch of like some of the guys in King Crimson went on to be Asia. That sounds right. I didn't realize Asia. <laughs> if anyone's not familiar, Asia, heat of the moment. I didn't realize they were a super group. Yeah, I knew that. It was like yeah. Asia, and it was, it was it was like King Crimson, and who else was in there? I don't know. Maybe someone from like Yes. That's maybe maybe. But like it was a bunch of prog guys get together. Like let's do mainstream pop bullshit. <laughs> Uh, you know, yeah, you're gonna look up Asia. Who was in Asia? It just—they don't strike me as a band that was in any way like cutting edge or experimental or. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, they're like all prog guys. So, lead vocalist and bassist John Wetton of King Crimson, guitarist Steve Howe of Yes, keyboardist Jeff Downs of Yes, and the Buggles. And drummer Carl Palmer of Emerson, Emerson Lake and Palmer. Palmer. Man, I guess they're like, you know, maybe we should actually try to make some commercial music and actually make some money. Yeah. <laughs> and it worked. It worked. They had a hit. And a joke in 40-Year-Old Virgin. Yeah. <laughs> so good for them. Good album cover, too, on that, that debut with the weird water dragon thing. Um, Some... Some cutting edge stuff. Not so much uh, about the band that we're talking about today, though I'm sure some would argue with that. So today we're talking about a little band that's made it pretty big over this past year. Uh, You might have heard them letting the lead out on their debut album, Anthem of the Peaceful Army. Uh, It was released, I think, in October. Though they've been kind of around for a while with their EPs. Of course, talking about Greta Van Fleet, a very controversial band right now in the rock community. Mm-hmm. And I think we wanted to talk about them because uh, it's a weird thing. Because uh, when's the last time a like a, a rock band that kind of had like an old school feel was like an actually like successful band? Like these guys were like, 
I think this album was number three on the Billboard 200. That's what it debuted at. And their YouTube like it, videos. Looks have, like it went to number one. It did go to number one? Or, okay, well, there you yeah, go. It went to number one. Their YouTube videos have tons of views. And they're just like these four young guys. I think three of them are brothers from Michigan um, with these like uh, 70s hard rock influenced songs but the thing is is they have an unmistakable similarity to led zeppelin um very unmistakable it's crazy so we decided to uh listen to that album talk about it a little bit and then i have a couple other questions about what this all means very complicated for me like to like i don't know how to take this in because on one hand i want to be like oh my god classic rock band like today like i think about when we used to play music as teenagers and we would try to play like classic rock and no yeah. one gave a shit because that was like the well, emo yeah i mean we were very sort of inspired by the band jet which was Basically, a classic rock band like that who, was yeah, that was yeah, popular. Sure. Well, I mean, I mean, yeah, we were yeah, we were yeah. also influenced by yeah. actual seventies classic rock artists. But like, yeah, I, I'm just like kind of pointing out that it does happen. There are some more classic rock influenced bands that will get bigger. I mean, you asked the question of the last time a a more classic sounding rock band was big. And the last one I can think of is the Black Keys. Were pretty big and that's true that's way. true especially that gold on the ceiling song that was everywhere yeah that's a good point but yeah let's 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 talk about this album so you put it on you start listening <laughs> early impressions uh well i think yeah that really all i'd known about this band was you know it's basically that they sounded a lot like led zeppelin and i listened to that first song and it's it doesn't sound that much like Zeppelin, which is weird because it's kind of the one song on the album yeah. that doesn't. It, it has more like a slow burn and just kind of. I'm not. I'm not sure what the specific vibe they're going for is. But then, uh, yeah, you get into the next few tracks and you're like, oh yeah, this is. It has that kind of the, the kind of dirty bluesy guitars and the singing is very unmistakably similar to robert plant um i i was gonna do a thing where i was gonna break down every track with like notes about them and i gave up after like the third song yeah but i did start that that first song is called (laughs) age of man and i i I don't know if it's actually a mellotron or if it's just trying to emulate a mellotron it's some sort of weird keyboard but another thing you know who plays that keyboard in the band the bass player. Oh, yeah. So just it's another to John Paul Jones thing. So he that means he switches from bass to keyboards just like John Paul Jones does. But yeah, that song doesn't really quite sound like um anything Zeppelin would do. Though I think it did have a line. I wrote I wrote this down for this song, but I can't remember if it was actually for this song, where there are the lyrics lands of ice and snow. So it's like they know what's going on. <laughs> they know what they're doing. I I do want to get into the lyrics at some point. Okay. Um, but I didn't write much there. Yeah, just Melotron, Melotron, Rock Ballad, and Lands of Ice and Snow. And that goes into The Cold Wind, which is a more traditional rocker. It's got the Bonham drums. I assume they recorded them in a similar way. Mm-hmm. And it, I believe it opens with a woo, yeah! 
here's the thing like uh, no one's d- does that Bud Zeppelin no one's goes woo yeah and like oh sweet mama mama <laughs> yeah it's, like uh... come on man you know what you're doing <laughs> no one else does that but for that song, something and I guess I could talk about the lyrics a little bit now that I thought was interesting is when I think of Led Zeppelin, I think of Led Zeppelin kind of having like they have like their more like sexual songs like yeah, hey mama, yeah girl, and but then they have their songs that are about like hobbits and stuff, and I feel like they kind of keep those in two different worlds. Where I could be wrong here, but I feel like Greta Van Fleet—they're not getting it on with the Gre- hobbits, Gre- <laughs> exactly. Greta Van Fleet kind of come binds those into like the same songs because yeah. like this song the cold wind uh you know i, I wrote that he, you know has lyrics like woo yeah oh sweet mama but then i also wrote a line from the song yankee peddler bargains with you on his way <laughs> like to think that that's in the same song was going oh mama yeah. yankee peddler bargains with it's like you're combining your influences into one song and it's like it's also weird when it's your combining influences from the same influence. <laughs> it just it makes it seem even like less creative when you just like just throw it all in onto one song instead of like at least like divide up your influences into like this is our our folky leads up and track. This is our but they're just trying to do it all at yeah. once. And then it goes that goes right into their single when the curtain falls, which very, again like super familiar riff like I, I feel like I've heard it before it's kind of like I was telling you earlier they had that song highway tune that's just it's literally just a Zeppelin riff but like sped up a little bit mm-hmm. um, and then after that point yeah it starts to blur together and I stopped writing uh, notes on the individual tracks so early on does this does this strike you as a talented band like would you say Greater Than Fleet is talented because there's been some debate over that too. Yeah, I think so. They seem like pretty good musicians. Because I've, I've, everybody's like, "Oh, they're not really good because they're just like copying Led Zeppelin." But it's like, Led like, Zeppelin isn't necessarily an easy band to copy. No. But, um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> all the musicians in Led Zeppelin are are good musicians, and I guess it's hard to. Yeah, it's. it's I don't know. It's so weird <laughs> to pull apart whether uh, they have any merit, really. But um, I don't know. It is impressive on some level that they're doing that same style, but just kind of like rearranging it. And like, yeah, they have chops, I would say. But it would be interesting to see if they even like attempted to play in a different like genre could they do that's something i've been thinking about you know i've heard a lot of people say that um oh they're young you know they'll find their sound or something but i don't know i mean i guess that should be true but when i think about most really good rock bands they're always at their best when they're young like that's their peak that's their best years you know when a band first starts most of the time there yeah. might be some exceptions i'm trying to think of a band where they like got better they as they got started older. off kind of more imitating someone else and then found their own voice i'm sure there's an example i just sugar said. ray what? <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if you've heard the first sugar ray album is it more like hard rock it's more kind of like, like p- punk rock okay and then it has fly like right near the end yeah. <laughs> i just want to fly and then that was a huge hit. So then that's, that became what the band became. Yeah. There's probably bands that have their first album that, yeah, sounds that sounds totally different. 
Mm-hmm. And then they just kind of went with another um, sound. I've, I remember I've heard some people say. I keep saying some people say. I I've heard, I, I say this too. Um, the first Spoon album. I think a lot of uh, the people say tend to say it like um, sounds too much like the Pixies. Yeah, I haven't heard it. Or that they kind of. I mean, I like it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I like the Pixies, but but I guess there's one where I, that's a band that kind of just got more fine tuned. And like their last Spoon's last couple of albums are some of their most, um, I, I I don't know they're they're, they're pretty well received critically, uh, maybe not the last one but the one before that for sure. That's when I get off the top, off the top of my head. But going back to where I started with this, I feel like this is their best chance to be the best they can be is early on. Like I don't know where you go from here. Actually, no, maybe like I don't know if you ever really listened to them, but maybe like Arctic Monkeys. They kind of matured, and people really like them for what they are now. Yeah, I don't really listen to them, but like, <laughs> but the, it seems like they were way more like angsty, get in a fight, have a smoke, mm-hmm. and now they're more mature, and people, I feel like they have more respect as musicians. Yeah, but I don't. Do you think Greta Van Fleet, just based off this album, I know it's hard to say, but do you think they're gonna build off of this into something different? Who could who could who could know? But like, <laughs> do you think it's likely? Uh, it doesn't seem like like yeah. There are some bands that start out imitating other art. I mean, like people say Bob Dylan started out imitating Woody Guthrie a lot on his first album, and then he found his own voice. But I don't know. It just seems like uh, like they're so close. To- Led Zeppelin, like, are they going to get closer to like, Led Zeppelin? I haven't listened to that first Spoon album, but I doubt it sounds exactly no. like the Pixies in the way that this sounds exactly like Led Zeppelin. Are they going to do their Stairway to Heaven? <laughs> I I can't wait to see what that sounds like. Elevator to it can't be hell. Is there another word for heaven? Uh, like eternity or Ele- something. Elevator to eternity. <laughs> Elevator to eternity. Sure, it's better get right now. Right, it's it's like as long as it hits a certain length, and it's called Elevator to. It'll be like seven minutes long. First part's just like a little ballad, and then it has like a guitar solo in the middle. You know, something I haven't even asked you yet, we, we've talked about whether or not they're talented musicians, but I haven't even asked you, do you like like any of this? <laughs> like, do, do you hear this and you're just like, Ugh, or you're like, Ugh. <laughs> uh, I guess <laughs> closer to the, the second option, <laughs> more of a, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I didn't have like a, a disgusted reaction <laughs> to it. Like I was like, Oh yeah, it sounds like Led Zeppelin, and then I kept listening to it. I I never wanted to turn it off. I felt like it was a pretty listenable album, but maybe that's by design. <laughs> like it's something that you'll have an easy time listening to if you like Led Zeppelin. Yeah, me too. You know, I, I'm I'm kind of in a similar thread here. Like I I I didn't you know I'd listen to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And there's times where I'm like, yeah, this is that's kind of a tasty riff. I mean, it's just Led Zeppelin. That's probably why I like it. <laughs> but then I was trying to figure out then, well, if it sounds so much like Led Zeppelin, why do I not like the album? And I think it's a couple things. And one thing I was thinking of 
It kind of made me think about like why I like like the Ruddles, <laughs> like the fake Neil Innes, Eric Idle, Beatles parody band, and it's like you know, obviously that's the, the whole joke is that they're they're just copying the songs and that it, there's a sense of humor about it and they are good songs. But the thing about Greta Van Fleet is there's not really any sense of humor about any of it. It's all very serious. There's nothing. Yeah. It's not particularly tongue in cheek in any spots. Like this is a band that I'm, I'm going to bring up a little bit later. Um, but like I think about like the the darkness. You know, like they're definitely an old school sound, but they're like funny too. They don't take yeah. it too seriously. That you know, it's like oh we're look we're I wear a cat suit. I have long hair. We play double guitars. It's funny. It's fun stuff. But Greta Van Fleet, it's all like super serious, <laughs> and I think that that's definitely hurting the band for me. Yeah. But then the other thing is, yeah, it's just yeah, it's like have your own sound, man. That's, isn't that what a, being a band is all about? I mean, I guess for some people it is just about playing music and having fun. That's why cover bands exist. Yeah. <laughs> I guess maybe we have to to bring up the, the subject of the fact that we play in a band poon that is. Very similar to Kiss, but you know, a parody of Kiss. Yeah, it's basically a parody of Kiss, and so, I'm fine with that. Like, if someone was like, "Oh, you guys just novelty act," I'm like, "We're a damn good." We're tra- yeah, that's what we're trying to be. <laughs> it's not like we're, we're we think we're as good as Kiss, or, or we're actually like a legitimately good band yeah. on our own terms. You know, yeah. we're dressing up with the face paint and costumes, and we have songs that have very similar riffs to kiss songs <laughs> it's funny that um i went with novelty act because i was just reminded that uh the darkness were once famously called a novelty act by lemmy from motorhead yeah i think that's a part of like the lemmy documentary film where they go over that and they mm. have like a feud and i thought it was really funny <laughs> and it's like man if lemmy's calling you a novelty act just go with it man <laughs> the fact that he knows who you are mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with, you know, I don't know. I just thought that was funny. But yeah, then I guess it, it brings up the fact that, like, this band is super popular. Does that bother you that this band that's not inventive in any way is so popular? <laughs> like, is that a good thing? Uh, not really. I'm, I'm just not, I'm just, I can't exactly put my finger on why they're so popular. I think maybe it just has to do with the fact that, you know, we as a culture are very into like reboots and sequels and, you know, rehashing things from the past. And like, it's almost like this is the musical equivalent of like a Led Zeppelin reboot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think that's very true. I also I also think it might be because we're such a clickbait culture and I remember like the first how I first found out about Greta Van Fleet was through YouTube videos and I think mm-hmm. it was one that said something like the next Led Zeppelin or like this band sounds exactly you won't believe this band sounds exactly like Led Zeppelin and I think a lot of people are initially drawn in by like you can't believe how much this band sounds like Led Zeppelin and they click on that and they're like wow they do I'm really impressed by how much they sound like Led Zeppelin <laughs> and then you kind of trick yourself into liking it just because you're initially drawn in by that clickbait headline and you kind of fall for the whole charade. But I don't know. I think it might be good. Like, because that might, I it probably won't, but it could potentially open the door for another band that's kind of has a classic rock feel that's better 
Like Poon. Like Poon, <laughs> exactly. It opened the doors for Poon, the floodgates. <laughs> Finally. We're come stream gushing in <laughs> into the picture. But if anything, I mean, don't you think this means more people will be listening to Led Zeppelin, right? Well, maybe, maybe more kids will listen to it. It also makes me wonder if, like, what the percentages of people who like this but have never heard Led Zeppelin. It's probably not that big, but I bet yeah. it is there. But now I'm thinking, like, does Led Zeppelin need the boost? Are they popular <laughs> enough? I feel like the people that are going to get into Led Zeppelin are probably going to get into Led Zeppelin regardless if, yeah. if they are introduced to them by way of Greta Van Fleet. If Greta Van Fleet isn't in the picture, they'll find their way to Led Zeppelin eventually. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's going to be anyone who's like, oh, I don't know if I like old music, but then listens to Greta Van Fleet is like, I guess I do like old music, and then gets into Led Zeppelin. <laughs> I don't know if that happens. Yeah. Probably not very much. But I don't know. I like to think that it's a good thing. Because like who, aside from like a, a band like Greta Van Fleet, who are like, <laughs> this is going to be a quiz for us to show how like out of touch we are. Who are like the most popular like rock bands right now? Like if you ask me, and I'm probably way off, I would probably go with Imagine Dragons seems like they're very popular. And 21 Pilots. Those, I don't know those, who else. Those would have been my guess. Yeah. Too. <laughs> and I, I don't, hate 21 pilots yeah because at least they try a lot of different things i hate imagine dragons though. yeah i mean they're catchy but they're just so shitty <laughs> <laughs> i saw like it, it might have even been on their first album their second album they work with a bunch of like swedish songwriter guys to like mm-hmm. crack out those hits so they're not even like writing all their songs themselves so yeah. that's bullshit um but i mean maybe that's still better than Ripping off Led Zeppelin. No, I don't say. know. <laughs> is, is a band that's like gotten to the top off their own merit but suck better or worse than a band that is okay but is just total knockoff? Like who who, who uh, looks better to you? Imagine Dragons or Greta Van Fleet? I think Greta Van Fleet looks better to me. Because at least they've embraced something that's good, I guess. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. They're young, though. They're young. They're young. See, that's what people keep saying. They're young. Oh, how do you feel about that when people say, um, well, Led Zeppelin, like, stole a lot of stuff, too. (laughs) That is a, that is often a a comeback, I think. Yeah. I mean, yeah, not really, <laughs> not to the extent of Greta Van Fleet. I mean, it's more just like they incorporated influences. I guess there's like what one or two songs off that first Led Zeppelin album that are just like blues songs, but they reworked them and they made them rock and like infused their own sound into kind of the the standard blues thing. Um, I mean, yeah, you can't tell me those old blues numbers from, like, the 30s of a guy strumming on a guitar sound the same as, like, John Bonham's thunderous drums and then a Mellotron weird orchestra thing and then, ooh, mama. You can't tell me that sounds the same. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think the thing is, yeah, well, maybe they, like, took things and, yeah, maybe they even stole things, but it's, like, they repurposed them and totally made them their own. Like, it sounds like new stuff. You wouldn't mistake it for the the old blue stuff. 
Whereas like Greta Van Fleet literally just sounds like one band. They took their ideas from one band and still sound like that band. It's not like they even took Led Zeppelin. It's like, let's throw some synths on it or something mm-hmm. or or whatever. Some dubstep drops. <laughs> it just sounds like the same thing. And that's really weird. So I wonder, you know, there's been some not great reviews. And probably the most notorious was that Pitchfork review. Yeah. Do you think that was too harsh for it was, this? It was like a 1.6. It's, 1. it's, it's one of those things where I don't find it offensive, uh, this music, but I could understand if someone else did. I can't really blame them. If you had to give it maybe a letter grade. A letter grade from <laughs> F to A. Yeah. Uh like D plus, I guess. <laughs> I'm very. I'm thinking C minus. Yeah, it's in that range. I'm thinking like it barely passes because like yeah, it's hard. It's, it's like, hard to play that kind of music. It's like what grade do you give to a kid who just like steals all his answers from the smart kid next, or like from a paper from the seventies that he found in his desk? Well, see, it's not like it's not quite. Ripping it off note for note, so it wouldn't be like your kid getting caught. So, like, like some of the answers are different. Yeah, he changed it enough, but he still, like, did quite. Maybe D plus is good. Maybe he doesn't quite. I guess that's. That, I always hear, like, oh, do you still passing? But I feel like it's, is it, it didn't seem like it was ever a passing grade when I was going to school. Yeah. It seemed like you got a D, you pretty much failed. No. Your parents would they not just, be happy. You got a D does plus. D plus even exist as a grade? Like, do kids get D pluses? I think so. What a what an embarrassing grade to get, right? Like a C minus is bad, a D is bad, but D plus is just so funny to me for some reason. It's so close to competent. It's but like not yo, quite oh, there. not quite. D plus. Be a good day for a band. <laughs> Maybe this one. Um. <coughs> So yeah, I feel like we're kind of settling in a, in a similar place with this band. Um, I think I'm probably coming out a little more optimistic than you are with thinking that maybe Greta Van Fleet has the potential to open people's minds to more kinds of music. But maybe, maybe probably not. Yeah. Probably not. But I like to think there's a chance. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. I mean, we'll see how long they stay in the picture. Like it, I think it really depends on what kind of music they continue to do, if they continue the same thing when their next album comes out. Yeah. For now, they're popular, and this conversation is going to go on of people going back and forth, but they suck. They're good. Led Zeppelin's actually not as good. <laughs> this is a thing that's happening, and we have to deal with it. Uh, something we were talking about, I don't know if you actually went and, and did this, was uh, maybe bringing up some bands that maybe sound like old bands or sound like an older kind of music and talk about them like maybe other artists we'd recommend in place i don't know do i feel like you mentioned something about that did you yeah i should have done more research i didn't do very very much i did practically nothing yeah but i can come up with stuff okay so what exactly did you what was your concept really i guess i was just thinking are like are there other bands who are newer bands but kind of ride that line of sounding maybe too familiar okay yeah compared to an older artist that has kind of that signature sound yeah or or do they not or are they unique enough 
because I don't think I've encountered any bands, at least that are as popular as Greta Van Fleet, who sound that close to yeah. another heralded band. I mean, I did, yeah, I, I just wrote down some bands that sound very old. That would be like, oh, well, if you want something okay. that sounds old, yeah. you can listen to these bands. So I didn't quite, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't quite find ones like that were similar to the, Greta Van Fleet. Yeah. It's because it shouldn't happen, <laughs> but it does sometimes. So, what kind of bands did you want to talk about? I, I mean, the first one that came to mind was Interpol, who yeah, yeah. sound similar to Joy Division, though I don't. I don't know. That may be blown out of proportion just because the singer's voice sounds quite a bit like Ian Curtis. I mean, sure. Interpol is definitely a lot more commercial and like their songs are a bit catchier. They're, they're never, a lot more guitar. Yeah, a lot more. They're Riff never heavy. They're never quite as dark either. But I know, like when I first heard Joy Division, I think I had heard Interpol first. Oh yeah. So I was like, oh wow, <laughs> Interpol sounds like these guys. That's interesting. I wonder if I've off. ever had that where I thought a band was another band. Yeah. It's like, oh shit, it's not that band. <laughs> I don't know. I'd have to think about that for a while. I did like Interpol briefly. That album was an album called like Antics or something. The one that had um, yeah, that one and uh, Turn on the Bright Lights. Those yeah, were, those, those were good. those were good. There's some good spooky riffs on there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think they weren't as depressing as yeah. Joy Division for sure. <laughs> they, were their, why, they were their own thing. It's probably why they were more popular in their time. <laughs> so who else? Uh, another one that I think of. Is a band I, I like from the past few years is Beach Slang. Sounds quite a bit like the replacements, but mm, yeah. it's, it's still like punkier, I would say, than the replacements, which kind of has more of that like sort of classic rock faces influence too. Um and like I know the war on drugs always gets compared to like eighties Bruce Springsteen and the Heartland Rock, but it's still like I don't know. It's, it's its own thing. I mean, it's he has a, a lot more. It has a lot more keyboards for one. Right? Yeah, and the songs are longer a lot of the time too. And I feel like, yeah, I feel like for me, War and Drugs is all about like building like a groove and then riding it for a while. Yeah, like a stallion. <laughs> it's like, yeah, Bruce Springsteen used kind of that sound more for shorter, more concise pop songs and War on Drugs. Like a yeah, a way more spaced out version of that. Um, you know, because I don't have very like good ones. Yeah, I don't really have <laughs> a lot either. You've got my interest. Yeah, I wish I could have thought of more, but because I basically just went with artists that I like. If you're a boomer that somehow stumbled into this podcast <laughs> or something, or like someone who just isn't really into a lot of modern sounding music, yeah. Uh, I, I picked some bands that I think kind of incorporate retro stuff that makes them not, you know, kind of like a throwback. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, the first one I have that makes a lot of sense is Dr. Dog, just because of the fact that they literally use old equipment. And they have like this old, like, 60s kind of like, what was that? What was that famous compilation, Nuggets or whatever? Oh, like, they have that kind of feel, but I can't quite pinpoint what 60s band they remind me of. Mm-hmm. It's like they're kind of like the Kinks, but not quite. They're kind of their own thing. And I'm not sure why that is, but yeah, I feel like that's one that definitely stands out, but still has a retro flavor to it. I also wrote down, uh, speaking of the 60s, I don't know if you've um, heard in the last few years Leon Bridges at all, if that's a familiar artist to you. I don't think so. You should I've definitely check out that. his first album. He's um, 
like a singer guitarist and he's his whole he has like a whole motown vibe and like it literally like if you if i didn't know who he was and i just heard it, i would literally think it's a song from the 60s from like a popular r&b artist you know like mm-hmm. a like a otis redding or a sam cook or something he sounds just like one of those guys he's fantastic i think is and it, and what was interesting about him is like yeah, it's like so some people are like, oh, he sounds way too much like that stuff. It sounds like he's just copying it. But he came out with a second album, and he's totally moved on from that. He's built and become more mature. He's not really playing off the retro stuff as, as much. So he kind of used that as a starting point, and he's kind of building and growing as a songwriter. So I guess you can mature. That's something we were talking about. <laughs> um, I also wrote down, I don't know if you ever listened to Foxy Shazam at all. Mm-mm. They're pretty cool. I guess I, I, they kind of sound a lot like Queen to me. They're like a hard rock band that definitely does that kind of layered harmony vocal thing that Queen does a lot. Like their backup vocals sound a lot like Queen. Yeah. But then, like, I think what sets them apart is one, they have a trumpet player who plays on a lot of their songs. So their songs always have trumpet. So that that's always sets them apart. But also, like the stuff they sing about is like they're way more sexual than. <laughs> than queen ever was they have like this one song that's like that's the biggest black ass i've ever seen and i like it yeah and then they but they have this other song called like um was it holy touch it sounds just like queen it's very cool uh and then i'm gonna talk about them in a bit but the darkness man they they they're kind of like boston i guess and thin lizzy and just all sorts of stuff it's hard to quite pinpoint what band they they are because they're their own thing So yeah, I think those are all bands that kind of sound like an older, like a throwback that you can enjoy. And I wish I could have found more, and I'm sure there are more. Um, but I think most bands that do that gimmick don't make it big <laughs> because of the fact that you need to stand out to be uh, to be a band that people are going to pay attention to. And the only reason Greta Van Fleet stood out is because they did such a good job of imitating. <laughs> it's almost like, oh... It's almost like their novelty act, right? I feel like yeah. we really touched on that, yeah. Novelty act, man. So, Colin, would you recommend <laughs> uh, Anthem of the Peaceful Army? Uh, hmm. <laughs> not, not really, but... Would you make Nancy listen to it? Our friend. What? <laughs> I don't know. Why I don't, not? I don't think so. He <laughs> doesn't listen to any music. I, I gotta... <laughs> If I got one recommendation for him, it's got to be Do you think you could good. play a, a song like When the Curtain Falls and tell us Led Zeppelin and trick him and do it? That, that's, that sounds like, do you hear this new Zeppelin uh, lost track? Ooh. Oh, that work. That's a that's a good question. I think you got to pick that one song that I was um, showing you a while back, Highway Tune. That's their most Ooh. Zeppelin. It's not on this album. It was another one. That's their most Zeppelin-y song. Because if you told me this is a Zeppelin, like a lost Zeppelin track, first of all, I'd be super confused because I feel like I know like all the Zeppelin songs. You know, I had that box set. I listened to Coda multiple times. <laughs> I don't know that I would fall for it, but I think I might. I'm sure it would work on most people, though. Probably. I think I saw one of those React videos. You know, there's that React channel on YouTube. Sure. It's a specific channel. It's like the React channel. Yeah. And they're like, elders listen to Greta Van Fleet and they were super confused but I got the feeling that most of them barely knew anything about Led Zeppelin to begin with yeah. so they're, they're easy to trick <laughs> so yeah man uh, Anthem of the Peaceful Army um, 
probably probably not going to recommend that one. It gets, not, a, it gets a D plus. It's not going to slip into your top ten this year. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if it would for Young John. Young John. <laughs> what, like, what's the most regrettable album you ever put in the top ten? I probably put um, like the second Jet album in the top ten, or I would have. Yeah. I still think it's fine, despite the pitchfork review of a gif of a monkey peeing its own mouth. <laughs> I feel like that's really unprofessional journalism. It's like the uh, the the early two thousands pitchfork version of a one point six. It's like even if it's that bad, just at least write a couple sentences. Come on, man. Yeah, they don't, they don't you're, really you're, do you're stuff. You're a journalist. They don't really do stuff like that anymore. It's a controversial review. This yeah. one's controversial too. This is the first time I remember seeing a pitchfork review mentioned like somewhere other than pitchfork. <laughs> yeah. And I, I was reading somewhere that it was their most, um, out of all the posts on their website, it got the most traffic for posts this year, hmm. which doesn't surprise me. <laughs> so yeah, Grid Van Fleet, Anthem, the Peaceful Army, we'll see what happens with them. And in the meantime, you can check out all those other bands that we talked about, because they're all better. <laughs> uh, yeah. No offense, boys. Keep it up. You know, keep it up. I don't want to discourage or shit on anyone, but find your own find your own sound you have talent use it so this is normally when we go into our album recommendations unless you have anything else Sometimes you're reading a book about rock music. Mm, no. Okay. <laughs> I haven't read any books about rock music lately. Have we seen any movies about rock music lately? I mean, we've been. I've wanted to see Bohemian Rhapsody, but not really. Yeah. Like I'd want to see it if it was just at home and I was free. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to have like waste an evening going to go see it. Yeah. Even though it's somehow. Um, gotten a fresh rating like it went down on um, Rotten Tomatoes to Rotten and then built its way back up to fresh somehow uh, okay ever since I heard all the stuff that's wrong with it though in, in terms of historical accuracy really turned me off of it like apparently I don't know because I haven't seen the movie but apparently in the movie they're basically broken up which never happened <laughs> and <laughs> It's like, we haven't done any music in a while, which wasn't true. They'd had an album and a tour the year before, Live Aid. And Freddie Mercury's like, I oh, I have AIDS at Live Aid. And, but that had not happened yet, or at least he didn't know about it. So yeah. that's all pretty fucked up. What's funny, though, is it has gotten me like watching a bunch of Queen clips online right now, which is very entertaining. Um Particularly clips from their classic albums episode. I wonder that. Yeah. I wonder if that episode Amazon Prime just put a bunch of classic albums episodes up. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that one is it on there in its whole because that's a good one because they've used a lot of cool techniques in terms of vocals and guitars and stuff. Let's do our album recommendations. This is a segment we call <coughs> Yesterday and Today, where we uh, recommend an older album and then a newer album. And I was trying to decide on a. Uh, an older one. I've been listening to a handful of, of things, but the one that I was having the most fun listening to getting ready for this podcast was The Darkness Permission to Land.
I remember when this came out. And everyone loved that music video. It was very funny. But there's a lot of, like, fun songs on Permission to Land. I don't know if you ever... Did you ever listen to Permission to Land? Yeah, I've heard it. Yeah, and you got, like, Black Shuck. <laughs> and, you know, li- great lyrics like, you know, get your hands off me, you motherfucker. And <laughs> Love is only a feeling. And it's just they had a lot of fun. And uh, I'm glad that they mostly... The, the original lineup is back together, except, except for the drummer. I think he has some health problems. And they're still out there banging out their hits you know on tour do you know their current drummer is um roger taylor's son Mm-mm. from queen <laughs> isn't that hilarious <laughs> fun, but they're still pumping out but professionally and now it's got a lot of great hits on it and i feel like um people made fun of it and people might still make fun of it as not being a good album as being kind of like i don't know just too silly but <laughs> I feel like that compared to the album we talked about today, it's way better. It's got way more interesting riffs. No one sings like Justin Hawkins. He has the fucking weirdest <laughs> voice ever. I was watching. I was trying to watch some YouTube clips. And everyone's like, "God, it must be hell for like the sound engineers trying to like like get his mic right because he has to like go from a low range to like ah! like all the time. It's like all over the place. There's never a good sound mix. Yeah. But that is original sound. I can't think of anyone who sings like that. <laughs> And the rest are just tasty, man. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a fun band. What are you calling? What's your um? What's your yesterday pick? I don't know. You don't know? <laughs> I mean, I did have a uh, album, but that was like, oh, that doesn't rock enough. I should recommend something that rocks. It's a good hard rock album I could recommend. I'll do a uh, fighting by Thin Lizzy. It's uh, it's really good. It's the one before Jailbreak, which is you know the the kind of the one I've heard. Lizzie <laughs> Alvin's got all the hits on it. Fighting, wow, that's a great album cover. Yeah, it's just them kind of standing in like a, I don't know the alleyway or something. But um, yeah, it's it's kind of just got that same sound that they're known for. Uh, Rosalie is like a really good cover of a i think a bob Seger yeah song. it is I'm, I'm looking at it's, that right now it's really good I, I i like the the sort of uh title track fighting my way back just because the the riff it is just like jigga 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 fighting i don't even know that it's a, it's a good like getting yourself pumped up song and uh i don't know the thin lizzie is definitely one of my favorite hard rock bands i guess just because they're so melodic especially in the 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 harmony guitar parts that they did and uh yeah, phil Lina's just a just a cool cool lead singer play bass yeah you know this is a deep cut when not a single song uh has a wikipedia article <laughs> <laughs> so this is a deep cut album for sure you yeah. I can't believe it took them so long to get to their most successful album. Six, yeah, took them six a, albums. They had a few. And then I feel like they kept going for a while, too, afterwards. Yeah, that's definitely a band where I feel like I need to explore 
more of them because I, you know, for, I don't know how, like for the first time, even though it's one of their more popular songs, heard that Whiskey in the Jar song, yeah. which I think is one of their older songs, maybe, mm-hmm. where they had like a totally different lineup, but it was like Phil lineup was still there, but like it, everyone else was, was different. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they really, they really worked their way to success. Were they popular in their time? Like in the U.S.? I'm sure they're pretty popular in Europe, or especially Ireland. But but not over here? I think Boys in Back in Town was, was a decent-sized hit, but maybe not huge crossover. But I, mean, I wonder if they were considered a one-hit wonder over here. Yeah, I don't possible. Know. Certainly never heard my, like, my parents talk about Thin Lizzy. Mm-hmm. You know, as big Thin Lizzy fans, Darkness, that complete guitarist <laughs> always wears a Thin Lizzy right. shirt. I forgot about that. He always wears one. It's a nice little connection there. Yeah, it's very appropriate. Yeah. Fighting. That sound, I gotta check out that fighting track. That sounds great. <laughs> I love how all these albums too. I'm looking at Thin Lizzy's discography. They're always like 36 minutes, 37 minutes, <laughs> 35 minutes, thirty-five you. minutes. <laughs> Talk about that consistency, man. Yeah. It's like if you ever listen to Motorhead, like every album sounds exactly the same. It's the exact same length. <laughs> Sometimes it's what you want. Yeah. It's consistency, man. That's good. Um, okay, my today album is not does not rock, so I don't feel like you have to equal it with something that rocks. Okay, fine. Maybe I'll, I'll tone it down. <laughs> Damn. Something that doesn't I think rock. it came out back in, I want to say it came out in March. Uh, it's kind of like Electro Pop. Uh, the debut album from Super Organism. Something for your mind, 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 Something for your mind. They had uh, they've had some like hits on the radio. I don't know if they're hits anywhere else, but like alternative stations. But uh, I've enjoyed them quite a bit. I think I've probably heard them on KEXP. Yeah, they have a. They've done like in studio KXP okay. stuff, so that they've been sense. there. I think their their big song is a song called "Everybody Wants to Be Famous," mm-hmm. and yeah, they're they're very like catchy sing along electro pop. Um, most people seem to be drawn to them initially the fact that like their lead singer looks like she's like ten years old. She's this um, she's eighteen, but she's like this Japanese girl who just looks like a little kid who's on the stage. <laughs> and like their formation's interesting. It's like three guys from New Zealand. And somehow they met her through some sort of music form or something. And she's from like Maine, but also Japan. And she joined the group. And then they have three other singers, and like one's from South Korea, and one's from England, and one's from they're just from all over the place. And like they're like a big party of a band, and their songs are really fun and usually pretty peppy and optimistic. And their music videos are all like trippy and colorful, and they have funny songs like. I love just being a prawn and stuff. And I was trying to think of who they remind me of, and I couldn't quite put my finger on it. They kind of remind me a little bit of like the enthusiasm of like group love, but also like kind of like metronomy a bit in their their electronic sounds. But they have a lot more samples too. They use a lot of sampling and um, funny sound effects. Only thirty three minutes. You know, everybody got time for that. Pitchfork liked it fine, seven point eight. Not that it matters what they say. 
but I always feel a little validated when they like something that I th- think like doesn't seem like cool. Mm-hmm. And they give it like an 8.0 and you're like, yeah, yeah. That's like, not quite a best dude. Sometimes music, like, I just like an album, like this is just fun. This just makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, picture, I'd be like, oh, this is dribble. This isn't like, this isn't like serious music. <laughs> Two. it's nice to know that other people like to have fun (laughs) even very serious people super organism on your your today pick uh my today pick i think (laughs) pitchfork liked it's not what i was looking forward to just because it's uh, just a nice thing that happened it's actually not an album it's an ep mm. by a, a super group boy genius I never said I'd be all right. Just thought I could hold myself together but I couldn't breathe I went outside I don't know why I thought it'd be any better I'm fine composed uh, uh, Lucy Dacus, Julian Baker, and Phoebe Bridgers, um, the first two of which I was more familiar with. Um, Lucy Dacus put out a really good album this year called Historian and Julian Baker's album from last year I like quite a bit. Uh, yeah, uh, it's just, uh, I don't know. <laughs> got a bunch of good songs i mean there's only six songs but they're all like really like they have that kind of emotional weight that these artists bring to their own respective uh solo careers but are like a little bit more catchy i feel like than than most of them and concise obviously and then uh i don't know it just sounds like they banged it out in like a, a weekend or something but they wrote a few really good songs that it kind of makes me wish that this was a full album or that they make more music together but I'm guessing they probably don't live in the similar parts of the country but it's just a nice little thing I think our friend Sean is seeing them like this weekend or the weekend after I wanted to see them live but I'm gonna be out of town so they're only doing this EP thing but they're, they are going on tour yeah so okay. I would assume they're playing so they, solo so, songs. So, too. Oh, so they're not just going to play six songs and leave. I don't think they're going <laughs> to play for 20 minutes when they're headlining and leave. So what are we talking, like garage rock? Like what? No, this is more like singer-songwritery, sort of acoustic, kind of melancholy stuff, but, uh, you know, has nice harmonies, obviously, since they're all very good singers. Um, Where's Sean seeing them, like Numos? I think it's at like the more maybe it's the more place. I mean they're all fairly accomplished I don't know they haven't I only know Julian Baker yeah none of them have been around that long they're all like in their early 20s but um I think it's the more maybe it's a smaller venue I can't remember god that's it's interesting when a band can like get to more level or paramount level when they haven't been around for super long or whatever yeah and then you look like a band has been around for like 15 years and they're still playing like Numos yeah. and like Chop Suey. I'm sure they figure like they get the bump if they're three 
artists with their own established base and you combine those together they can sell out a bigger venue than they would separately well I, remember I was thinking about seeing like OC's um, or whatever the fuck they're called right now <laughs> yeah. uh, last year um, and they've been around for like 15 years and they're playing new modes yeah. they'll probably have been helping you change your band name like six times <laughs> if you're even the same band I don't know yeah. um, I like those smaller gigs but yeah that sounds cool so he's just going alone, solo. In it. Mm, I think he may be bringing his cousin Brian. Brian rock and rock. Which seems Brian. weird. Rock, but Brian okay. likes to rock. <laughs> so before we wrap this up, yeah, what do we got on the horizon? We we're talking about doing. Um, we did this last year, like some sort of podcast where we talk about what we're thankful for. Yeah, I, I'm just not sure if we'll be able to squeeze it in. Before Thanksgiving, we could try, we or, or we could even do it after. I mean, it, it's a nice year-end type of thing. Too. The only person we're disappointed is our number one fan, Brian. Yeah, that's true. We're not gonna have, we're not gonna be able to do November, Colin. I was telling you about November, do that. November. <laughs> when are we gonna listen to Toxicity and talk about it? I just feel like <laughs> it's a bad idea when we decide to do an episode built around an artist we don't necessarily like. Which is kind of the reason why we had this whole hiatus is because we were gonna do a podcast about Dave Matthews Band, but then we just couldn't get into. The- Mindset of listening to him, so we went like five months without an episode. I'm just saying that could happen if we do November. Oh yeah, today's was easy because one album. Yeah, we're gonna have to listen to Toxicity. No, just the, Toxicity. The, That's the essential. The one. Papa Roach's big album. I guess yeah, the other one. Chocolate Starfish and the hot dog flavored water. <laughs> it's like, uh, <laughs> what are some of the corn albums? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Follow the leader. Um, so that probably won't happen, but maybe stay tuned and listen to Rock Talk. And how can you listen to Rock Talk? Well, you can find us on iTunes by searching Rock Talk. That's two K's, no C. Or you can search Mildly Pleased. You can also find this podcast on mildlypleased.com. And uh, yeah, we'll see you again. When a new day will dawn for those who stand long and the forests will echo with laughter. Mm-hmm.